everybody. How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today for another great episode of Talking Football. Plenty of stuff to talk about today. The XFL showing up this weekend. Phillip Rivers no longer with the Chargers. He's going to test free agency for the first time in his NFL career. What a time to be alive. But Trees, how are you doing, man? It's been a little bit since we've talked. It wasn't on the last episode. Because you blessed me with taking over so I could sleep. Really appreciate that. I mean, everybody needs a good night's rest every once in a while. And it was just your turn for it. So I'm happy to help you out there. But overall, doing great. Just another week. Um, week one of the off season, right? So we only got another about six months to go here. It's going to be a long ride, but we'll make it all right. Uh, but overall, man, it was good. It was a nice weekend. Really just relaxed. Didn't do much. Uh, kind of just hung out with the family. Yesterday was National Pizza Day, so we went out for some good pizza. You know, the usual type of stuff. How about you? Man, I just relaxed this weekend. After the parade, I just needed my bed, and I found it for a long time. Now I'm kind of dealing with a little bit of a cold. Saturday, kept myself busy. Sunday, I just pretty much relaxed and caught up on sleep again. Sunday was just another one of those days where I was like, I just need sleep, I need rest, and I need to do nothing. And that's exactly what I did, and it was glorious for this Monday. It's perfect. Uh, I did watch a little bit of All or Nothing, though. I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of it, but I watched a couple episodes of it, and... Once again, all or nothing, proven why it's better than Hard Knocks. It's just really well done. Very much so. I did watch, I think, the first two or three episodes, and I honestly forgot like how quickly the Eagles got beat up. Like How fast they just started off looking good, high hopes, and then everything, just anything that went wrong went wrong for them, and it was just frustrating kind of watching it back and seeing it and then the whole orlando scandrick type deal like man just get off the field like he's done there's no way he's going to another team he's over with like that was just ridiculous to me so you're actually that means you're a little bit ahead of me because i stopped watching right as he got re-signed so that's where i'm at not that i don't know the story but i mean i guess i don't know like in depth like that they might show but that's where i ended up was like right when they re-signed him uh he was at practice um yep. first first practice after like week like four or five so yep yeah cool i mean i just had to get that out there it wasn't on our rundown i forgot to put it on there so i just needed to make sure that we talked about it a little bit just because that show is just so awesome well Love i mean it. you're absolutely right and <clears throat> when i was watching it i was i had the same thought that you already said like this is so much better than hard knocks and I was kind of sitting there asking myself, why is this better than Hard Knocks? Is it because we don't have like this overload of marketing that's done for it? It's not being overhyped or overdone or we're just we're waiting for all this greatness. We don't know who the team is. We don't know anything that's been done until it's like released. And then everyone's like, oh my God, at, like hell yes. This is going to be awesome. And then you just want to watch all of it. And with Hard Knocks, you got to go week by week. You got to deal with all the bullshit, and then you're disappointed because it didn't show you more of any or less of anything that you wanted to really see. Yeah, and really, like, they uh, all or nothing just lets the stories become themselves. When Hard Knocks, they force everything, right? Like, they force 
they force you to try to like certain people when all or nothing is just like, hey, this is what's happening. Like, here, here, take it or leave it. I mean, first three episodes, Miles Sanders, like, he's, like, very small in it, but, like, they're not forcing him down your throat. They're not forcing Carson Wentz down your throat. Like, it's different people all the time. And we talked about this last August with Hard Knocks. That It's just the same three guys every single time. Yeah. Yep. It was Gruden, Card, and Brown. And Antonio Brown just took over everything. But they didn't even show you the cool things about Antonio Brown. Yeah. (laughs) Like the stuff that everybody wanted to see. Yep. Yep, for sure. I really like – I think what I really like is like how they are bringing in like the radio people, of like how they felt. Yes. Like I really like that. Like how much high hopes everybody had on the Eagles this year. Like it was huge. And obviously we we were high on the Eagles. Uh, and just like anybody else, but at the same time, like I never, I don't remember last off season going Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Yeah. I don't remember saying that. I mean, yep. I think that's pretty clear. Neither of us even had them in the NFC championship game in our predictions, but I just thought that was crazy. It, it definitely was. And I had the exact same thought. So I'm glad you brought that up because it was almost as if I forgot the Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I just looked. I did have them in the NFC Championship game in our predictions. But, hey, that's none of anybody's business. <laughs> <laughs> love it. You love it. You love it. Oh. Um, Another thing, the Nelson Aguilar story. They, He's a very personable guy. He is. Like, that's a side I've never seen of him. And it's not that I don't pay attention, but I've just never seen it. You know, and it's never anything that's come up on my timeline. I'm not an avid Eagles fan or watching the team like that, but it was kind of cool to see how much of a smooth talker he really is with the media and kind of that moment where he wanted his own space and how he handled it. I thought it was well done. Very. And then the drop passes with the media getting involved. Like it was, it was pretty cool to see that aspect of things with all or nothing in the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with you not being a football fan or anything. Like it's just like, there's certain things that like only fans see of these players, right? Like if we would have had an Eagles fan on, they would have been able to tell us that immediately. But I'm sure there's a ton of things about the chiefs that I couldn't tell you. And you could be like, Oh yeah, they do this, this and this. And it's like super fun. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's just like only true fans know that type of stuff about, about their teams, but for sure. So All let's right. actually let's go off of that. If yeah. you're listening to this and you're a fan of a team that we don't mention, tell like give us a fun fact about a team or a player on that team or organization that another fan might not know. So like with the Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of people might not know this. They have a basketball goal in their locker room and they play horse and have pickup basketball games in their locker room all the time. See, that's awesome. Don't know if anyone else knows that. Now you do. Now you do. I for sure did not know that. Yeah. So that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. We'll post that on social media and see, uh, see what responses we get. Um, also before we move on, I did a little trivia question last episode and said the first person to guess the correct answer would get a t-shirt. And Mr. Kevin Williams decided to just post the answer before we even had a chance to post the actual thing of hey here's the trivia question he'd already just done it and tagged both of us in it 
So some people thought they won because they were the first one to post in the act- our post to respond to it, but he was already way ahead of it, like two hours ahead of it. Hey, that's a cool dude right there. A man willing to drive multiple hours, multiple times now, and I know he's about to get promoted up another rank, so congrats on that, dude. Appreciate your service. Thank you for being an avid listener. We appreciate you, man. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next subject, though. Do we have a tree civia today? We do. Boom. Let's hear it, sir. All right. So I have two here. Um, I'm going to go off of one, and I'm going to just see if you can do it. <clears throat> can you name the last 10 MVPs and in order? Oh, damn it. In order, okay. So uh, this year, year uh, Lamar Jackson... Last year, Patrick Mahomes. The year before. Oh, man, we're already there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, who won it the year before Patrick Mahomes? Not Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady. The year before that, Matt Ryan. Yep. Okay. Um... Okay, so before Matt Ryan, was that the the Broncos Super Bowl? It was. Cam Newton? Yep. Okay. 14. 14. Was that Adrian Peterson? No. I, I don't know. I don't know past that point. Aaron Rodgers. I Thir- thought he was 13. Nope, 13 is... Adrian Peterson? No. It is a quarterback that lost in the Super Bowl. Peyton, uh, Russ, not Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? No, Peyton Manning. It was Manning? Yeah, that's the year they lost to the Seahawks. That was the year they got walloped by the Seahawks. Correct. 2012, the guy you've been saying. Adrian Peterson, there we go, okay. 11 was the year I think Green Bay went 15 and 1, 14 and 2, something yeah. like that. And so that was Aaron Rodgers amazing year. Yeah. And then 2010 was the first unanimous MVP. And that I'm not going to remember. Tom Brady. <clears throat> Jesus. So Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers, Adrian Peterson, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers again, then Cam Newton. Yep. Then Matt Ryan. Yep. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Wow. Look at that. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers sitting atop with the MVP. Wait till Patty Mahomes wins it again next year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, 20s are ours, baby. Sorry. <clears throat> yep. Go You're good. The next treat of you. Okay, so now <clears throat> the real Trisibia tris- here. What team is the only team to have a 40-plus-year-old Super Bowl drought and still have an all-time winning record? So they haven't won a Super Bowl in 40 years, but they ultimately have a winning record. Yes. Holy cow. What team's just been enormously good but hasn't won a Super Bowl? 
So they've at least won once. It's been 40 years. Is it the Vikings? It is the Vikings. Good job. Wow. Look at that. Wow. How, how did you come up with that guess? Because. <laughs> like, um, I did not think you were going to guess that in your first five guesses. I didn't. I was just, it was honestly kind of a wild guess, but I was looking at teams that have, that always seem to be competing that a lot of people overlook and they just never get to where they're supposed to. And the Vikings are just kind of one of those teams. I mean, all the way from who they have now, the Kirk Cousins, a quarterback to Dante Culpepper to whoever was before him all through those years with Randy Moss and Chris Carter, like they just never made it to the Super Bowl. But they were always so good and competitive. Wow. Fair reasoning. All right. Okay, you ready for who am I? Yes, sir. I, really, I shockingly got that that quickly. Yeah. I really need to make these harder. I, everybody was guessing this one way too easily. So I think I need to start. Like, I, I, I'm too afraid to make it, like, impossible. But I think no, I, I think it's you guys good. I think, you, I think you always give one fact away that just sells it. So if you think you have one that's like, oh, this is definitely going to be it, don't say it. But if you're teetering on it, maybe give that one or we're never going to guess them. That's fair. Okay. All right. I've been I've been to more than five Pro Bowls. I was a first-round pick. I have a great comeback story. My career started in the black and blue division. And I'm a current active player. The black and blue division. Yes. What is that? It's what their division was called at one point. I don't believe I've ever heard that. The black and blue division. Is this Cam Newton? It is not Cam Newton. Okay, so he was a first round pick. Yep. Been to five plus Pro Bowls. Yep. He's got a great comeback story. Yep. And he's currently playing in the NFL. And he was in the black and blue division. Is this AFC or NFC? NFC. Am I right with the uh, NFC South? You are wrong with the NFC South division. Is it the NFC East? No. You've now cut it down to eight teams? Yep. Okay. Great comeback story. First round pick. Five Pro Bowls. Offense or defensive player? Offense. Okay. I'm trying to think in the NFC West. It's got to be the NFC North. Like black and blue. Like... Like powerhouse team, play physical. Is it Matthew Stafford? It is not Matthew Stafford. Do they play for the Lions? No. Damn it. You're down to three teams. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you anymore. (laughs) I'm just thinking, sorry. Uh, Adam Thielen. Not a first round pick. Not a first round pick. Not a five time pro bowler. Five plus times. No way it's Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have a cool comeback story. I mean, drafted later in the first round, overlooked, doesn't talk to his family. Nah, okay. That's fair, actually. All fair statements. But no, it's not Aaron Rodgers. 
So now we're down between the Vike or the Bears. Who the Bears had have been the five Pro Bowls on offense? Nobody. Allen Robinson? No. Not a first round pick. God bless America. Also did not start out in the NFC North. It's not the NFC North? No, it is. He just didn't start there. Oh, man, I don't know. There's probably someone listening to this just screaming at me. I'm not. Give me a positional group. Uh, Running back. Is it not, it's not even Dalvin Cook. What the hell? I don't know. It's Adrian Peterson, dude. He's not in the NFC North. Not anymore because the, the quote was he started his career in the black and blue division. Oh, my God. You even said that. Like, you repeated what I said. You son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. The, I was just focused strictly on them being in the NFL, in the NFC North. Yeah. But what about when I asked, are they in this division? I asked you what division was the black and blue. Yeah. Man, you just took my weaknesses and let me keep <laughs> building my strengths just to find out it was a foundation of falsehood. You hate to see it. You do hate to see it. And honestly, I wasn't even trying to do that this time. I was just answering your questions. Didn't I honestly I, I was really think, just What? <laughs> I just did it to myself. <laughs> uh hey, wonder what though. That's the first time I feel like I've really fooled you. The I think I got you the Frank Gore one as well, but eventually you yeah. guessed it though. You did guess that. Like that's the first one where I had to give you the answer. That's tough. You so hate you're to still see winning it. it. <laughs> you do hate to see it. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> there we go. I I say let's just get to around the laces at this point. Yeah, dude. And let's talk about Shaq Barrett for a little bit. He came out the other day and said, Hey. I'm willing to give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a little bit of a hometown discount because they took a chance on me last year. A little bit. What that actually means is probably not a lot. But, hey, if you offer me a deal before free agency and it's a good good amount, that probably pays me in the top three in defensive end money. I'll probably take it. That's the way I took it. Yeah, more like, hey – you offer me five years, maybe two million less than another offer. I might say yes over the five years, missing out two million. You get it back in incentives. Who knows? Maybe you draft a star-studded quarterback, and you're playing for Super Bowls in the next couple of years. Highly doubtful, Highly. but possible. It is possible. I mean, we we can't really say that, right? Because every single year, there's six teams that didn't make the playoffs that make the playoffs the next year. And usually there's one team that drafted in, like, the top five that ends up making the playoffs. That's what makes the NFL so great. I mean, that is true. I mean, what are the Buccaneers missing? We'll save that for a later time. We will. Because we got to have – we need to save content here. We can't just throw it all out here in the fucking <laughs> first episode? week of the preseason or offseason. <laughs> yeah, Come July, and we're like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? <laughs> talk um, about everything the first week. Yeah. <laughs> we get excited. Uh, next, Jennifer King getting hired by the Redskins as a coach. Uh, first 
African-American female. I think this is awesome. I think it's huge. And I what I kind of like about it is even though we're talking about it, like it wasn't like this ginormous news. Like it was news, no. but at the same time it was like, yeah, cool. Like she's not even the first female anymore. So like who cares? But like at the same time, it's still news. I think it's another barrier broken. And we need to just flat out come out and say it that, hey, there are females that are a lot smarter than males with this sport. Like, it shouldn't be shocking that this is going to start to be the new norm. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I think it's going to be a long time before we see one as a head coach, of course. Yes. But still, the fact that there are now two female coaches within the NFL, there are female referees. Like that's pretty awesome. Like, like I like the way you said that. This is breaking a barrier, um, especially with an African American female being a coach. A great spot to be in. A great young team to grow with, and that's going to be awesome. I mean, whether you believe it or not, the Redskins somehow produce quality coaches, even if they don't stay there. They at least work there, and then they go elsewhere and be successful. Like, hey, this might just be the start, of Jennifer King. Uh, let's just keep saying that name. Jennifer King, the first African-American female to be hired by the Washington Redskins. I want to make sure we remember that name. Jennifer King, Jenny, Jen, Jenny, Jen, 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 King, sitting atop. Jennifer King. Can't forget it. <clears throat> we won't forget that now. <laughs> uh, speaking of forgetting people, uh, this guy is he's he's big on Twitter now, but you kind of forget about him as a football player. And that's Des Bryant. Uh, he, I think he's making a comeback in 2020. He certainly is talking like he wants to. Uh, he was tweeting out how he wanted to practice, and Kurt Warner was like, ah, man, bummer I'm not in Dallas or I'd come and throw with you. Like, that's like a classic, hey, I'm trying to be friendly. And then, of course, Dez hits him with the, I'll fly out there tomorrow. You ready? And that's when <laughs> Kurt Warner's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> 100%. That's what he was thinking. But <laughs> yeah. Kurt Warner's a good guy, and he'll go and throw with him. Uh, I think that's awesome. Um, I'm all for Dez getting back in the league and just seeing what he can do. Like, I was excited for him to get a shot with the Saints, like just get him back onto the field and see what it's like. And then, of course, he tears his Achilles, literally practice one. So I'm excited just to see him and just, I mean, if it doesn't work out and they, you know, maybe he really is washed out, like it is what it is, but. I want to see him get another opportunity. Yeah, I kind of, for some reason, I almost hated Des Bryant for the amount of noise that came out of Dallas. But when you watch the All or Nothing and then you hear other stories, you kind of realize maybe he did have a reason to throw the fits that he was throwing. Like maybe there's more of an understanding of kind of where him being upset came from. And then I feel like he kind of got screwed over a little bit. Like no one wanted him because of the, the noise that was coming out of Dallas and the locker room situation and the amount of money finally goes to the Saints, which I think he probably could help them win a Super Bowl, honestly, if he would have stayed healthy. He's 31 years old. Of course, he's not going to be as quick as he was, especially with that injury. But, man, if you can get a 31-year-old receiver that has experience and is not willing to be the top guy anymore, like, dude, welcome to Kansas City. Like, the Chiefs are probably going to lose to Marcus Robinson Sammy Watkins, if he restructures, I mean, you have Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, and Des Bryant. This is just me being a biased homer, but he's about to be working out with McCole Hardman and Patrick Mahomes in Dallas. And if Patrick Mahomes likes him and Patrick goes says, hey, Veach, I think we can do something here. I think Andy Reid can be creative enough 
you know, to give us a weapon down in the red zone. And Brett Veach goes, awesome. That's not something I have to look for in the draft. I can strictly focus on defense and linebackers and corners and maybe some interior offensive linemen and we can repeat. Like, that's a strong possibility here, and I like it. I am excited to see what Dak can do in 2020. Um, It's going to be fun, dude. Absolutely. And you just talking about that, first thing that popped in my head, oh, so the old Jason Avant to the Eagles offense that Andy Reid used to run? Literally the same guy at this point in their careers? Absolutely. Guys that can catch it, not scared to go over the middle, be the physical guy, not the fastest, like, just going to do what they need to do. Like, are you kidding me? Like, even if Kelsey starts to slow down in the next year or two, which it's going to happen eventually, right? Like, it's just happening. You brought this up multiple times. He's sneaky getting old. Uh Like, you're going to just have two guys that are can, like, take over that middle of the field 10 to 15 yards, and then you have two burners in Hill and uh, Hardman. Watkins. In Hardman, I mean, yeah. Hardman is what I meant, right? Because in two years, there's no way Watkins is still on the team. True. So, yeah, man, I could see it. I actually could really see that fit and it being nice and him going and Des going, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to get a Super Bowl. I mean, that's exactly what he was thinking with the Saints, right? Like, it exactly. wasn't he really wanted to play for New Orleans and wanted to play for Sean Payton. It was this team's going to win a Super Bowl. And I in the 88 in red, Chiefs Kingdom would love to see that 88 in red again because it's been a long time since we've seen it. Is that number not retired? It might be. I honestly don't know off the top of my head. I think it is actually, but fuck it. Yeah, at this point. Not that like they don't players don't ask, right? Like yeah. people wear retired jerseys all the time. Like if they get permission from the player, they get to wear it. So yeah. I would like that for sure. Speaking of that and a fit, uh last episode talked about how we were gonna run through some free agents. And then after we run through the top hundred or so, we will then start talking about team by team and players that would fit into those schemes. So what we're going to do today is the top 25, and this is in, the order is in my opinion, everybody. So if you guys want to get mad at anybody, you can come at me. Uh, Top 25, in my opinion, of free agents, of importance. So I'm obviously going to start out with quarterbacks because they're just super important. Uh, Not saying they're the best players on this list, but that's just the way it's going to go. So number one, Dak Prescott. I think that he sets the tone for all of free agency. Uh, I'll start off with, I don't think he's hitting free agency. I think that he gets franchise tagged and he will be back with Dallas. That is my opinion on him. If he hit free agency, this would be the craziest event I can remember. Like literally craziest. A dude in his prime, completely healthy, coming off his two best seasons. He's literally only improved, I felt like. Like, this is almost like Peyton Manning. Like, Peyton Manning, when he became a free agency, was still a little crazy, but people were still like, dude, can this guy even get healthy and play? But now it's like a dude that's not hurt. And, yeah. And no, I'm not saying Dak is as good as Peyton Manning, for the record. I'm just saying that's the best, the last big-name quarterback that I can remember. Two, two teams automatically come to mind with this. The New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears would find a way to have to make that happen. As much as you love Drew Brees, hey, this is our future here. Yeah. Brees, please just retire, but we're about to sign the hell out of this kid, and I'm about to scheme the fuck out of his career is what Sean Payton's going to be thinking. 
And if he goes to Chicago, it's like we have a guy that we at least know can hit a goddamn slant. You know, they can at least know where he's looking, not call the play and then walk up to the line of scrimmage and go, shit, I forgot what I just called. I think those are good spots. It's going to be crazy. He probably doesn't go anywhere. But devil's advocate, that would be nuts. Two teams that I thought of. Chargers. Another one. What about the Bengals? Even though they can get Joe Burrow, but Bengals, and then they get to get Chase Young. Wow. I mean, who do they have? I guess it wouldn't even matter. Yeah. Joe Mixon at running back. You have a good, decent wide receiver core that's not highly rated. It's not like you have a good one in Dallas anyways. Yeah. I mean, you got Amari Cooper, but who knows if he's coming back anyways. Which wow. we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But, I mean, like, just thinking, like, it's not like this is like a two-year, like, fix-it type quarterback. This is a dude that's going to be around for a super long time. So those are the two guys that are two teams that, like, popped into my head. I like that. I like that a lot. I think the Chargers would be phenomenal. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Next. The GOAT, Tom Brady. I'll let you start this one off. Man, this is a guy who, for the first time in his life, gets to truly be like, has an opportunity for other people to buy him. This isn't him fighting to go to Michigan. This isn't him fighting to earn a starting spot in Michigan. This isn't him being drafted to the Patriots, fighting for a starting role, and then fighting for the approval of Bill Belichick year in, year out, week in, week out. This is him going, hey, I'm just going to see what everyone else really thinks of me and what they think I'm worth, and then I'm going to go, all right, that was kind of cool. It was kind of nice to get attention, but I think I'm going to stay here, get paid $30 million, have a hot wife, beautiful family. We'll stay here one more year, and then after that, I'll call it a career. I think that'll be neat. They really need receivers. Nikhil Harry will develop next year. They need a tight end. Man, I think the Patriots will figure it out, and they'll be competing again next year with a Tom Brady. It's not like his arm sucks. It was just he didn't really have anyone to truly rely on a throw to this season. Yeah, I agree. I, he's not going anywhere. It's just not the case. So we're that's kind of all I'm going to talk about here. I just truly don't believe he's going to go anywhere. Uh, the next guy you brought up earlier, Drew Brees. <laughs> um, also a guy that I think it's clear that he's not going anywhere. Uh, they've already kind of said that Taysom Hill is the guy in the future, but they are more than willing to have Brees one more year and then kind of just start grooming Hill more as an actual quarterback than an overall type player next season. How old is he? Like 27, 28? Hill? I think he's 29. Yeah. It's a little late for that, bub. I know. Dude, the dude went on a Mormon mission. It slowed him down. Cost him two years of his life. I shouldn't say like as of his life. I should say of his career. There you go. Way to save that. But I mean, still, 29 years old, and you're like, all right, we'll give him another year to fully develop as a quarterback. Brother, you better have been developing as a freaking quarterback. Like, I don't care if you're catching touchdown passes or playing on special teams. You better be developing. And I just, I think, I honestly think Drew Brees retires. You've already predicted that. Um, I think he does. And I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted someone or just kept Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. 
I promise, guys, we're going to start getting into some really exciting ones. The first four kind of just aren't as that as exciting. Next, and that's this is the last one. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, there's no way that Tennessee lets him walk. Like, there's nope. no possible way. They are going to pay him a lot. Of, he will get a Nick Foles deal this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, what do you say? Four-year, $25 million deal? Four year and it ends up being about eighty million, eighty five million, so twenty two million a year ish, somewhere in that area. Yeah, perfect. I, I mean, I think that's a good fit. You probably lose Henry in that, but it's all right. There's plenty of running backs that you can find to kind of replace that scheme and keep moving forward. Did you see my tweet the other day of my dream right. that I had? Yes. That's gonna. That would be crazy if that happened. Where 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 did he end up again? Baltimore. That's right. Baltimore. Yeah, had a dream that Ravens or I mean Tennessee signed him and then he immediately traded him to the Ravens. And the Ravens gave up Mark Ingram and Hayden Hurst, the former first round tight end pick. It was I don't even know why I had the dream. Literally no idea. I don't think about those two teams. Wasn't think I, I shouldn't say I wasn't thinking about football. I was actually watching. I started rewatching every Jags game again the, uh-huh. this past weekend. And so I guess I was t- thinking about football. But it's not even like I watched the Jags versus Titans game. Like, I didn't even get that far into the season. <laughs> so no idea where it came from. But it's what went through my head, apparently, while I'm sleeping. That would be absolutely crazy if they did that. What about Mark Ingram, though? Well, he gets traded in the, in my dream. Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram and Hayden Hurst go to the Titans. <laughs> By the way, Titans fans didn't like that when I tweeted that out. <laughs> fuck the Titans. This is not what's yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, probably. I should have ended my tweet with, oh, yeah. By the way, fuck the Titans. <laughs> Missed uh, opportunity. Fuck. Go do it now. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'll do it now. I'll just respond to them. <laughs> Three days later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, I think we're on the same page on Tannehill. Uh, the last of the top five here, Jadavion Clowney. <clears throat> um, I don't think he's back with the Seahawks. I think they desperately need him, but I think that somebody's going to offer him way more money. And I can't think of any team off the top of my head right now that I think he just has a good fit with. I'm I'll say one. Um, Colts. Damn. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. That's it. I mean, shit. They they need a DN so badly. And they, and they have, have all this money. money. They have so much money. They can overpay for him and just be like, well, I know what? We overpaid. It's fine. Like, it is what it is at this point. Um, they're, The Colts, the Colts are going to be on my list twice tonight because there's another player that I think that he goes to. I, I They could try to sign as well. And I think it might be this next player that you're looking at, Amari Cooper. It is actually. Look it at is. that. That would be that would actually be a good fit. Yeah. They gotta find a quarterback, but I think that would be a good fit. Yeah, but you have T.Y. Hilton on one side, Amari Cooper on the other side. Now like your defense. Paris you Campbell. Got, yeah, you got Paris Campbell as your slot ish type guy, even though both of these other guys are really good in the slot as well. But like you got those three, right? And you just Roll with it, and they have the money to be able to overpay both of these guys and be fine. Man, 
What if they somehow package just some crazy deal and send it to Dallas for Dak and Amari? What would they have to do, man? They'd have to give up so much. First, like, all your first rounders forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next, like, seven years. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know, man. But I, all I think is, like, you have your pick 13. Or, yeah, 13, I think, right? Um, and then you just, you go with the quarterback. You hope that somebody falls. If not, you hope that you're in love with a guy like Jordan Love or whatnot. And then you got these guys. You you got a good tight end in Jack Doyle. Ebron's going to be gone. Like, Ebron's on his way out. Yeah. But, like, now all of a sudden you got a rookie, but he's got all these weapons. Like, you're at least setting him up. Offensive line is fantastic. And now you got a defense that's got a playmaker at each phase. I just like it, man. Like, I would hate it as a Jags fan, but I I would love to see, like, a clowny Amari Cooper into the Colts. Man, that would be nuts. That would be knocking futs. Let's get into our next one, though. Chris Jones of mine, Kansas City Chiefs. I think, man, I think he stays. I think the Chiefs restructure Watkins. I don't know if they franchise tag him. I think they just kind of find a deal. I'm hearing rumors about what he wants paid and what he's declining, and I'm just kind of going, you know what, I think this – I think it can work. It's going to be hard, especially if they're waiting to pay Patrick Mahomes until the new CBA deal is over with. Pay for him now. Hopefully that goes in your favor to where you get more money to spend on guys and if Patrick Mahomes' contract doesn't hit as hard along with Frank Clark and the Honey Badger and Jones. I mean, I think you got to re-sign Kelsey. There's just so many guys on the Chiefs that are still going to be there, but you know within the next year and a half or two, that a lot of these contracts hit really, really hard, and they got to find a way to figure that out. And I think they will because Brett Veach is good at finding talent that isn't necessarily high profile but is productive enough for the team. I think they find a way to do that. I think they find a way to move on from Anthony Hitchens, and then they just draft at the offensive line position for interior, and then I think everything is kind of set for them moving forward. I think Chris Jones stays with the Chiefs, though. If if I'm being completely honest and I'm running everything through my head with you guys right now, I think Chris Jones stays in Kansas City and tries to help them build a dynasty because, as Tree said a couple days ago, or a couple episodes ago, he did truly take over that Super Bowl in that second half and was a huge reason on why they won. Yeah, I totally agree there, actually. I, I do think he stays. And it was interesting that you brought up Tyron Matthew. He... I don't think he gets a second contract with the Chiefs. Well, I don't think so either. But, I mean, you come in and you win three Super Bowls, you develop one Thornhill, and you draft another safety by that time. Like, shit. Yeah. No, totally. Sorry, I the way I understood you saying it is he's another guy that was going to get a contract extension when you were talking about Kelsey and you were talking about everybody else. It sounded like you meant like he was going to get another deal. Maybe No, I, I was saying – but. At the point of all the contracts hitting at the same time. Got it. Got so it. Like Honey Badger, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, by the time all those are hitting their massive points during the season, where is that at with Patrick Mahomes' contract as well? Understood. Okay. I just misunderstood that part. But um, 
Overall, yeah, I totally agree. I I think they they find a way knowing that he is the cornerstone of the defense. He is what's going to make this defense click. Like just like how Patrick Mahomes makes that offense click, you got to keep it on both sides. So, yep, I agree there. Next one is a guy that I feel like we were some of the first people to kind of really talk about like he's going to be gone next year and that's Byron Matt or Byron Jones. Yep. From the Cowboys, we were just like, it doesn't make sense. Like they have four huge free agents, him being one of them. There's no way you keep all four. Like you go from importance and he's the least important. So the question now is what team do you see Byron Jones going to? Well, he's going to be expensive And four teams came into my mind. And those teams are the Arizona Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New York Jets, and then the Philadelphia Eagles need freaking help if they can find a way to afford them. Yeah. I love the Jets one. I love the Eagles one. Or, sorry, the Eagles one. I love the Jets as an option. Um, I also could see the Raiders. I could see him going to Las Vegas and kind of trying to be the cornerstone of that defense. They... They have a lot of young pieces. Get one more weapon. He's a guy that could play cornerback or safety. Uh, I really like that fit. And then the question is, is is it something where Detroit may have to move on from Slay at some point? And maybe this guy can kind of fill in. But, I mean, you're going to be paying them both anyways. So, um, be interesting to see there. Um that actually brings up another point is how Slay wanted to came out and says he wants to be the highest paid corner. Duh, everybody wants to be highest paid at their position. But like he's in a position where he needs to get paid soon. So the question is is for me to you is at the start of next season, start of the 2020 season, who is the highest paid corner? Who do you think? I, it's I think it's Byron Jones. You think Byron Jones will be the highest paid corner starting next season? I mean, I think it's going to be between him and Chris Harris Jr. I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey. I think Darius Slay runs his mouth too much, and some people just get kind of turned off by it, and they don't want to pay that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to stick with it. It's going to be Jalen Ramsey, but um, but that's a fair argument on what you thought. For me with Harris, he's just getting too old. I, don't, I just don't think. But maybe maybe that makes him the highest paid because maybe his deal is only two years. Maybe he gets a, a million or two more than anybody else, but it's only a two-year deal rather than the four or five million. So, yeah, you could be right there, actually, now that I'm thinking through this. Where do you <clears throat> think Ramsey's getting paid? When? Was that- like what range of money? Sorry. Oh, jeez. Um, I think he's close to a hundred million dollar player. Holy shit. What? As a fucking corner? Yeah. I, I think that he gets in that 85 to 90 million. My word. There's no way. You think he's getting 20 million a year? Yes. From the Rams. Do I think he's worth it? I don't think a cornerback is worth it, but I mean, what are they going to do? They literally gave up two first round picks for him. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? No, we're not we going to. We thought pay. we were going to win it all. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't. Like, I mean, they showed their cards, and now he knows it. Oh, man. Todd Gurley has gone so hard. It's not even funny. Yeah. You might as well trade, trade Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley. I mean, you got you to gotta sell that offense. 
Like you if do. you ain't playing and you getting paid, you gone. Yeah, exactly. I I mean they're gonna save a shit ton with getting rid of the curly contract, so they'll be in good shape. But the problem is is like they need to go and pay Cooper Cup. Like you gotta get Brandon Cooks off the book just to play pay Cooper Cup. They're so screwed. They are. Oh, they're so screwed. They had a two-year window. One year's gone. The next year was their the end of their window, and it already looks like it closed. But like in their in their head, they had to have known it was a two-year window. Oh, buddy, that's tough, dude. That's tough. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our next one, Trees. Yeah, Brandon Sheriff, uh, the uh, offensive guard. From the Washington Redskins. Sorry, I almost said tackle, but he is a guard. Um, offensive guard, I love him. I really want him on the Jags. Like, they don't have the money to afford him, but, like, I love him. I think he is so good. I mean, where's the money at for the Jags? They're about to get rid of Nick Foles. I know. I mean, they'll be in good shape. Like, they're going to get rid of some people, and they're going to open up, like, $40 million in space, but I truly believe they try to get it to uh, – Yanni Kangakwe. If they don't, if they get rid of these people and they don't sign Yanni Kangakwe, then they're going to have money. That's what it comes down to. I know you. We have another name in between, but let's just talk about Yanni Kangakwe. Yep. If I'm if I'm just going to throw something out there crazy, I kind of saw it on Twitter a little bit. There's a team that desperately needs a pass rusher, and they've been searching for one for the last couple years, Jets. and they just keep missing on it. Who? The Jets. D- damn it, bro! Get out of my head. All right, stop reading my damn mind. But yes, I think the Jets just they just sell the house. Okay, so let's play let's play this game then. So it's already come out the Jags will franchise tag him. It came out the other day, like two days yeah. ago. If they don't have a deal, they will franchise tag him. So now the question is is if you mean selling the house, what are you giving up to get Yanni Kangakwe? A twenty four year old pass rusher who He's twenty four? He's twenty four years old. Oh, averaging shit. averaging 10 sacks per season the last three seasons. And I think is second in the league in forced fumbles or something like that. Top five in the league in forced fumbles. So, I mean, automatically two first. One this year, one next year. Yeah. A second rounder next year and a third this year. I will, I will take that deal. As a Jags fan, I love Yannick Ngakwe. I would take the deal. I would take that. So that would be this draft, you lose, you get a first and a third, and then next year you get a first and a second. Yeah, I would take that. Fuck, that's a lot. It's a lot, and I don't think the Jets are going to be that good next year, and I think that there's going to eventually they're going to be able to be in a position that they can get a pass rusher. I mean, if you said yeah, first— that would be right? way too much. That's way too that's much. That's kind of stupid of me. Yeah, like what would like what pick do they have this year? I don't know if it's not like six. Yeah. There's a higher than that. No, it's it's around that area. So like that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was so high to jump on that. I don't think that that's what it would be. I think it would be – it would, for sure would have to be a first round. I mean if, if D Ford is worth a second round pick. Um, <laughs> I mean it would have to be similar to what the Chiefs did with Frank Clark, right? Like you give up a first this year and then a second next year. Yeah, and I would think of maybe even a little bit more. I would think like maybe a first, second, and fourth. Something like that. So a first and fourth this year and a second next, second year? next year? 
Yeah. Dude, if, if they could get a top 10 pick for him, I mean, you have to take that. Like, there's some good fucking pass rushers in this class that they could just try to recover with. I mean, who you take in there? Isaiah Simmons? <sighs> you hope that, <laughs> you hope that, like, Akuda falls to you at that pick and you take the corner? There ain't uh, no way he's falling there. You don't think so? I do. I could. I mean, if the Jags are there, probably because everyone just lands on their fucking lap as of late. But shit, if these, if the, if, if the Lions are smart, there's no way. Yeah, for sure. Especially if they're about to lose Slay. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Um. So I'm just trying to think. By the way, the the Jets have pick eleven. So I don't know what we were thinking six. It's Chargers at six. I'm looking here. I'm like, why are we talking six? How many Jets did the Jets win? Six? Seven? They won seven. Oh, damn. I guess they... I guess they did start winning late, huh? But their season was pretty much over. Yeah. So you're telling me pick 11 this year, plus a fourth rounder, and then a second rounder next year. Let's just say, for argument's sake. So pick 11. Fuck, man. (laughs) So they would have... Jags would have pick 9, 11... And 20 in this year's first round pick or first round. I think that's hard to say no to. The Jets like get their pass rusher. They yep. have a quarterback. This is a deep receiving class. Yep. What Jack- else do they need on their defense? They have money at linebacker. They need help at corner. This is a deep corner class. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, they might be fine. Yeah. And Jags, you start building, you know, a young core. You might be able to just keep on a couple of the contracts that you were thinking about getting rid of. Just keep them this year so you don't have any dead money. Next year, they're gone. And then, so next year's free agent class, you'd have fucking like $60 million plus you got all these young core players. Shit, you might have close to 100 with this new CBA deal coming out. And you're out that the salary cap raises every year. It's true. But at the same time, dude, I'm sticking like I know everybody's sick of me saying it. Dude, Josh Allen on one side, Yanni Kangakwe on the other. Like that's like a dream scenario. The Jags like went without a defensive end for like 15 years. Like they couldn't find one. And now you get two and you have one in his prime and you're just you let him walk. Given you're not letting him walk, you're getting stuff for him. But yeah, uh, but still. God, dude, that would be such heartbreaking for me. That like, would be. I would. I honestly Yannick, would feel bad. You use. You lose Yannick and Jalen Ramsey, like from day one when we started this podcast. I was like, "There's three players I like on this team: Jalen Ramsey, <laughs> Yannick Ngakwe, Miles Jack." They lose two of the three. <laughs> they oh, keep. Shoot. And I love Miles Jack, but they literally keep the worst of the three. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you hate to see it. All right, next AJ Green. I think he's. I think he might stay if he likes Joe Burrow. Like, I think this might be one of those things where he's kind of doing his research on Joe Burrow, and he's like, you know what? I think this might be beneficial for me. Or this dude's going to say, screw it. Let me go compete in the NFC and see what I can do. Now, what team this goes with, I don't know. Everyone, I think, is, of course, going to say the Patriots. But I think that's tough to say. Um, I don't really know. Are there any teams that just come to your mind, trees right away? 
Um, so the first one that comes to mind is, I mean, the Dolphins. Get somebody opposite of... Parker. Parker. I like that. Uh, the Bills come to mind. Ooh, I like the Bills. They need a big-bodied receiver. Like, why not? Why not, Buffalo? Like, you clearly... You know that you're probably the... You're probably the favorites going into the AFC East next year. Wow. I bet Vegas has it very, very close. Sure, Patriots probably are a little bit favored, but I think it's very close. What's an off team that we're not thinking about? Like, are the Arizona Cardinals in this mix? Are the Seahawks in this mix? I don't think the Seahawks are. Are the Panthers in this? I think the Seahawks are fine. Um, Panthers, sure. What about the Raiders? The Raiders, definitely. That would be very much Raider-like. That would be very much a Raider-esque move. Hell, maybe the Broncos? Broncos could be a good fit for sure. Uh, fuck. What about the Ravens? Yeah, ooh. Staying in the same division, too? That would be tough. Yeah. Huh. I like all those. Honestly. Giants. Giants. What about the what about the uh, Lions if they let Marvin Jones go? Sorry, I was like trying to. Like, I love speak. the way you do that. What about the what about the what about <laughs> the Lions? <laughs> like trying to figure out how to talk again. Fucking stuttering <laughs> son of a bitch. Talking about myself. Um But yeah, Lions if they let Marvin Jones walk. Though, if they're letting Marvin Jones walk, I don't think that A.J. Green's going to be any cheaper than yeah. what Marvin Jones is going to be. <laughs> now that I'm talking myself through it. Uh, I really hope that he stays with the Bengals. I really do. I think it would be awesome if he just stayed there. His whole, especially with the whole like him versus Julio Jones thing, that just their whole career, right? Like They went back-to-back in the draft. Uh, if they both end up staying with their own teams the entire career— I think that'd just be awesome and just show that like no team went wrong by choosing one over the other. Yeah. That would be nuts. Yeah. Um, so we're about an hour into this bad boy. Do we want to keep going here or do we want to split these in half? We can split these in half. Uh, next episode, we will try to not do around the laces though. And we'll just do just free agent players Bingo. because we got, we got through 11 11, 12 guys, 11 or 12 guys. So, yeah, we'll try to get through, what, 20 or so, maybe 25 next episode where we just talk about just players. And awesome. then shortly after, once we get to, like, we want to get to at least 50 free agents of our opinion of the top 50. And then we'll start going through team by team and what we think is the best fit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Other than that, I mean, the XFL took place this weekend. We, of course, have to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, quite the viewing, I mean, co- competitive games. It kept things exciting. I liked the new rules. Um, some players to follow. I think I got my new team, the DC defenders. Oh, shotgun Jones leading the way. I like it. Tyree Jackson sucks as a quarterback. Can't believe some people wanted him drafted, but you know, that's why he's in the XFL. I think the main difference between this league and the AAF is the social media presence, the, the hype that's been around it. It's already been a league. Vance McMahon is already going, hey, I got enough invested in this. I'm ready to let it 
take its time to develop. I'm more prepared now than I was last time. I think there's some true promise in what this league can be, and it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be very exciting. I 100% agree there. Um, and then last thing we want to talk about real quick is uh, Tua's hip. So it sounds like uh, everything went well today during one of his exams, and he's ready for the combine in two weeks, which is crazy to think about the combines in two weeks. Um, Holy shit, it is. Yeah. But great to hear on Tua. I'm very excited. I mean, I've been the one open saying that I think that it's going to be a bigger issue, and I think Justin Herbert goes ahead of him. This makes me a little bit worried about my stance a little bit, but I'll stick with it that I still think that Herbert goes ahead of him. But I'm happy for him. Like, you never want somebody to get injured in at all, but especially in college, and then have it really hurt their draft stock and their career and making money and so on and so forth. But so happy to hear that maybe it wasn't as bad as what we all thought when it first happened, or he's just healing very, very well. Yeah, I think it, I think it's good for him. He's got that, that Hawaiian blood in him, that Hawaiian spirit. That culture, that mindset, they heal quickly and they last forever. I think two is going to be good, man. It's going to be fun. It's fun seeing him heal up this way and everything going smoothly according to plan. Damn, you're right. The combine's in two weeks. Holy shit. Dude, offseason goes by quick. Man, we're going to do that. And then in two weeks after, we got free agency. And then a month after that, we got the draft. It goes by fast. Let's go. Very much. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in tonight. We appreciate all you. Again, uh, check us out on social media. And uh, I think that's about it. So tonight we've been talking football.